on this episode of Who You Got, we'll talk about what Mahomes needs to do to get to Brady's GOAT status. Then we'll talk about college basketball, a rankings update, and some notable teams, Clemson, Oregon, UConn, Louisville, OU, and FSU. Then we'll hit the NHL and the NBA and talk about John Wall. And of course, hot and cold and mortals. Here we go. Episode 12, who you got? I'm back for this episode. And then, of, of, of course, the rest of the gang's all here. Here. So, sure. let's, let's, talk some foot, let's talk some football to start. Let's talk some football to start. So, anyone want to kick it off? Yeah. Uh, big quarterback matchup coming up in the Super Bowl. Uh, what most people see is the, the next GOAT. Uh, Pat Mahomes playing against what most see as the GOAT, Tom Brady. Um, Bucks Chiefs should be a good one. But the question of the day is what what does Patrick Mahomes need to do to obtain the same status, be on the same level as Tom Brady? Well, right now, I think, I don't know if, I hope you guys agree that in this moment, Patrick Mahomes is a more viable option at quarterback than Tom Brady. Now you're right. If there's, really? if there's, there's, I'm, I would say there's only two guys in the league right now that I would want, like in the fourth quarter, mm. like ball in his hand, game winning drive. I would say there's, in my opinion, only two quarterbacks. Like down, down seven, about like two minutes left. You got the ball. Game managers, I would say it's these two quarterbacks, Brady and Mahomes. Well, if we're looking at the future, obviously Mahomes. But one season right now, like one game, this one game, if I want a quarterback on my team, I want Tom Brady on my team. I don't don't want Pat Mahomes on my team for a future, for the future, for five years, for 10 years. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, but who knows, you know, Brady – Brady is. You have like Brady he, a good he's team. performing. Yeah, like Brady had a good team. He's he had three, three picks in his defense. They didn't. They didn't matter. All I'm saying. I don't think any of those picks really mattered. They were all junk interceptions. Championship matters, bro. No, Patrick Mahomes is playing. They were junk interceptions. It was a third. Two of them were on third down. All right. So the one that he threw up there, like I don't know why he threw it up there. But the one he threw up there was on third and long. They were going to have to punt anyways. So we might as well just throw it up there and try to let his receiver no, go grab it. Pick. And then Adrian Amos picked that one off. Jair snagged another Jair, one. Jair, like two. They weren't meaningless. Jair had two, actually. I, I, think they were, I think they were meaningless. Well, you're wrong. I, mean, I think I they didn't know. matter in the grand scheme of the game. Well, they didn't end up mattering because their defense came through. That's true. I'm not debating that. Um I mean, I don't think it's like, not like he pick, threw the pick on matters. It's not like he threw the pick on first and five. So, Chani, let he me ask the, you. Let me he ask threw you. one of the picks on third and 20. Chani, let me ask you. So, would you rather have right now to play in the Super Bowl 
Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is playing in the prime of his career. He's going to go down as arguably one of the greatest players ever if he continues to do what he's doing. And Tom Brady just isn't competing at the level he used to compete at. So who do you want in this Super Bowl? I, in this Super Bowl, in this Super Bowl, I think any other game, I would take Brady in the Super Bowl. But yes. any other game, any other game, I, I think I want Patrick Mahomes. Why? Just because it's just he's, playoff Brady? It's Brady. It's Brady. It's, it's playoff Brady. It's Super Bowl Brady. It's it just Super Bowl like, Brady lost to Nick Foles. Listen, the star, like, the, stars, the stars have all aligned for him to be to win this stupid right. argument he, with he, Belichick. You're right. He fled. He fled off the sinking Patriots. Joined a ridiculous. He joined the most losing franchise in sports, the worst statistically franchise in sports. Give me a, give me a better, give me a, give me a more, give me a worse. Literally won a Super Bowl. How about that? Is their only Super? The Jaguars. Yes. The Bucks have a worse regular season win percentage than the Jaguars. Who has more? I I know it's hard to believe. All right, they have one Super Bowl, and after that, they've done nothing. How new are the Bucks? What about the Lions? What about the Lions? It's, it's them and the Lions, man. I, them and the Lions. The Lions have actually won more playoffs than the Bucks. You act like you act like he went to like some losing franchise and completely. He did. No he went to a losing franchise. No, all right. Uh, what was their record last year? What was their record last year? The Bucks. Not, not even five hundred. All right, that, that has to be something to do with Tom Brady. I can't because I can't like get right behind you with that. I think all right, all right. Tom Brady's reason this in this school. I'm a huge Brady fan, probably. Yeah, because I is the biggest Brady fan on the podcast, and I see both sides of this. Like they had a lot of talent, but they weren't winning. So he did come to a very talented team, but at the same time, he also came to a losing team. Um. So I think I think you have to give him credit. It's not like he came and just replaced Mahomes on the Chiefs, who just came off a Super Bowl win. He came to a team that really wasn't performing. But you, very you can't well. like you can say their defense just came out of like they just blossomed. Like they weren't playing like that last year. So I don't know if it was because of their offensive success or what that they got. I don't know. More than terms. No, it's because they had a super, super, super talented young team last year, so they're bound to get better. And they have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown. You know, this just sounds like everyone trying to discredit Brady's Brady's greatness. I, Every time no, something I, good I, happens, not, there's always an excuse for I'm not a Brady hater or lover. I'm kind of neutral on Tom Brady. No, Brady Brady's the reason they're in the Super Bowl. It's a team. It is the – football is like the – I think it is the biggest team, considered the biggest team sport. Am I correct? Maybe but just football, by football. having by having that leader – in your locker room, and that guy, like, when you're sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter and you're down or you're up seven and you're like, we got Brady, like, that's just a different – that's just that's just so much, like, that's just so much different than having other quarterbacks. Same thing for Aaron Rodgers. You could say this. No, no. What? Not Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I, 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 this is, this is where Aaron Rodgers – Aaron Rodgers. When is Aaron – do you remember a moment where Aaron Rodgers is more talented than Tom Brady? All right. All right, but if I'm a defensive player in the Super Bowl and I'm down 21 points against the Atlanta Falcons, there were guys in that Patriots team that are sitting there like, all right, we're good, bro. We got Tom Brady. I don't know if I'd say the same about Aaron Rodgers. 
I'm when's the last here. when's the last time he's done it? When's the last time no, he's like not that's not what anybody's court. arguing. Everybody agrees. All right, like, everyone agrees to, with that. You don't need you don't so need to why, go on. All right, everyone agrees with that. So why do you want Patrick Mahomes over Tom Brady in this? Because it's because it's an entire game and Patrick Mahomes is in the prime of his career. And Brady just threw three interceptions in the NFC Championship. Patrick Mahomes is performing at a higher level. All the I don't care about that. this. More I don't care about this so-called. I don't care about this mental aspect as important as it is. Sure, it's a little reassuring that you have almost a twenty-year veteran playing on your team, but like, like at the same time, it's Patrick Mahomes in his prime. Like you guys, you guys are getting very carried away. I understand this. If- if Patrick Mahomes, if this was his first Super Bowl, I would go with Tom Brady. But the fact that he was here last year and actually yeah, he won just it, won. Then I, that's the reason I'm going to go for Super Mahomes. Bowl, but like, if you ask me last year, I would 100% have said Tom Brady. But now that he's been there and done it once, I think I think I trust him. Um, not as much as I would trust Tom Brady, but enough to want him over Brady. I completely agree, and that's a great take. Well, I'm going to go back to the original question. What does Mahomes need to do to obtain Brady status? Rings. I think Rings. he needs he need this Super Bowl. If he loses, I don't think it would completely like tarnish his whole career or anything. But I think winning this would would give him like a huge boost. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna in f- my eyes. This is huge. This is huge for both of their careers. If one of them wins, yeah. Tom wins. If Tom wins, he does it himself. He does. He does it without Belichick. He goes to this. Uh, as much as Biggs thinks they're not a castaway franchise, just a, a garbage franchise. He turns oh, the team God. around All from right. stop, a, stop, like a battle stop, five hundred team. He goes to a good franchise and makes them great. Just say that. Like stop it. You don't need not to a good them. franchise. Not a good franchise. Dude, they learn. All right, just all right. You sound so dumb right now. Like the bias is seeping through your face. I can see it. It's everywhere. Nobody thinks like you. You haven't you talk. haven't given me you haven't talk. given me anything about how the Bucks are a good franchise because they like, have statistically young. they have the like the worst regular season winning percentage like in the league. That's historically and not that, not at the agree. time that he went there. They have a great coach. Too. Like what, bro? What they have a, oh all right, all right, all right. their coach is good. What do you mean? You really said he was coach of the year earlier this year. Yeah. Now you maybe, maybe that was Graham. I don't know. I so, never said that. Who said Bruce? That wasn't me. Trying to that wasn't me. That was not me, man. No one said it. I don't know who. It was. That, was that is not me. me. I said oh. McDermott. Anyway, but like that, so. regardless, bro. If, like, if Brady wins this, he's undisputed the greatest of all time. In my opinion. No, Bruce Arians is a good coach. I just I don't. When I look at Bruce Arians, I mean, he, you can he says it in his comments. He says Brady Brady is the offense. He goes, I just sit down on the bench and watch it happen. <laughs> he said that? So, he, yes. Why so, wouldn't you if you have Tom Brady on your team? He doesn't call the plays. Brady calls every single play. Well, well, and Brady in the offense, in the OC. Brady in the OC, they run the offense. Arians just sits there and watches, he said. He I can pull up the comments. He just, he just doesn't do anything. No, him, and Todd, said, him and Todd said, Bowles run he the said, defense. He said, when you have Tom Brady on your team, sometimes it's nice to just sit back and let him call the plays. You're taking it a little bit out of context, Jay. Yeah. All right. Could you, could as you as say per, you guys sit on the bench. Per usual. He did sit on the bench. I think he could cause on plays, too. But Andy Reid is the best coach in football right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, so, Chenny, you can't – you understand, buddy, like you understand why saying he goes to the worst franchise 
in the NFL is a little misleading because sure they might have the worst winning percentage, but like out of every single destination that a quarterback would possibly want to play, like majority of them in free agency wanted to go to Tampa. Why? How? Why? How do you think Brady ended up there? Well, Brady ended. He, well, Brady. There was, was another the best quarterback. He, he was the best quarterback in free agency, so he went and signed. Well, in years. You well, I I agree. This I agree with him. You wanted to go play for the Buccaneers. They had young players. They were trending upwards, and they had a lot of promise. And that showed this year. Look at their defense. They their defense played extraordinary in the NFC Championship. So are you saying I agree. I would. Reason, I agree. With are you your saying point. that the only reason their defense is good is because they have the mental aspect from Brady? Is that what you're saying? Like, no, Brady's no, no, no. Their defense is very good. Their defense is very good. But I'm just saying, like, there's just a mental aspect to it. But I want to jump off that point really quickly. I agree with what you're saying about, like, having those young guys on the team and stuff like that. But, like, most of them are in the prime of their careers right now, I would say. Like, Mike Evans and, like, all those guys. So, like, he goes down there and obviously boosts their offense up. But he's also, like, a recruiter as well. You know how many, like, guys he's like, oh, I want to go play for Brady? Like, I mean, Rob – He he didn't recruit anybody. He recruited Gronk. Gronk came out of retirement to go play with him. Antonio Brown came to play with him. Leonard Fournette came and played with him. That's true. That's true. Um, These are all all the lost players. Leonard Fournette is not – Leonard Fournette is balling. Antonio Brown – Antonio Brown a few games ago was looking like his old self. Okay, all right. Gronk Gronk is not – Antonio Brown has, like, three touchdowns on the year. Gronk is having an okay year, and he came out of retirement, so I'll give you that one. And Leonard Fournette, calm down. Ronald Jones, dude, Leonard Fournette literally did nothing, like, for the entire, like, regular season. And then Ronald Jones is injured, and he played – he had he had 100 yards and a touchdown. He's, he's, he's a good so, so let me, let me finish. let me finish real quick. They So Brady went down there. He had obviously had the meeting with the GM. And it was just a good fit because they were they're devoting on winning this year. They had a team other than a quarterback to win in a certain time. They devoted all their pieces and all their they had the money. They had a lot of cap space to go out and get guys and go out to get guys to help Brady and, and supply Brady with weapons. Also, you have to realize he's on the tail end of his career. His wife's a model, and what a better place than Tampa to expand his his brand, TB12. It's kind of, he, I don't know if he wants to go play in cold weather again. He's in the prime of his career. There's only a couple spots. It was that in like San Francisco when, when I go back and kind of think about where he wanted to go. And I think for the most part, Tampa had the best situation, like you said, the most cap space and the, the desire to kind of win now with the win now mentality and kind of put pieces into winning now, especially going out in the draft and getting an offensive lineman to protect him as well. So I think I think that's like a big thing, and then obviously like the location was perfect for hit the at the tail end of his career and like living with his kids and stuff like that. So we know he loves his kids. We can move on. Move on to some college basketball. Yep. All right. Uh, ranking update: three teams in, three teams out. Uh, Louisville's in. Oklahoma's in. And Florida State is in. 
UConn, UConn dropped out of the rankings again. Oregon dropped out. And unfortunately, Clemson's back out of the top 25. They, they hit a little rough, rough past year. Um, the great game Monday, West Virginia beat Texas Tech, who's somehow top 10 in the nation. I, I really don't understand that. Yeah, you, you, your take there is not looking too good. Oh, okay. Well, what, well, West Virginia just beat them, so. Barely. Mac McClung might be the yeah, most. Like, Mac McClung might be the most overrated player in the 40. nation. He only had forty. He, he might be the most overrated player right, in the nation. Bro. He only had forty. He had thirty. Relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as the best player on the team, should he should be thirty? That was one good game against the top twenty. What is the average? It's a very high scoring game. My average is like twenty-four. Actually, probably not. Mac McClung averages 17 points a game. Yeah, he's a great game. He's Mac great. McClung averages 17 points a game. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Oklahoma upset Texas to get him in the top 25. Alabama kept rolling, beating Kentucky, who Kentucky is – this is just not their year. Um, I don't really see him making the tournament. Uh, Auburn upset Missouri – uh, Sharif Cooper, 28 points. Another big game for him. I would give him talk about um, the Syracuse Orange upset number 16 or number 18, Virginia Tech. Uh, the Pro- oh Providence Friars God. also upset, oh also upset Creighton. So, but well, they got smacked by Virginia. So. Virginia, Virginia's been on a roll lately. Yeah. Virginia, um, Virginia's in the top 10 now. Who's their Hauser? He can. They have been. He's very good. The the big white guy in the middle. He's very good. Oh my! Great his name. He's like six ten. One of the best shooters I've seen in college. Yeah, their defense is very good too. Uh, as historically. Uh, something to look forward to this weekend: SEC Big Twelve Challenge. Some good games Ooh, coming up. Yeah. Um, Alabama, Oklahoma. Definitely want to watch that game. Kansas, Tennessee. Uh, so some good games coming up. Uh, yeah, not much else to talk about for college basketball. I'm good. I'm all good. Want to talk some NHL training? Sure, I'll do some NHL real quick. Uh, good start to the season so far. Um, Connor McDavid. Still showing he's the best player in the league. Uh, he's playing unreal right now. Um, I mean, he leaves the league in points. He's tied with Mitch Marner, actually. So, Mitch Marner's been – his productive level's going up. I know Matthews is out a couple games there. So, uh, he definitely definitely uh, kind of carrying the load a little bit while Matthews was out up there. Um, Mark Stone's having a good year. Kind of just want to mention him as he was named the captain of the Knights before the season started. And then kind of just someone to look for as as it goes down, especially with that uh, PLD trade that just happened with Santa Line to to Columbus. Uh, Nicole Ellers or Nicola Ellers. He's kind of, since Dubois is going to come and I think he has to, because it's between countries, I think he has to quarantine for two weeks. So look to him to kind of take most of the offense. Uh, he's got 11 points right now, uh, third in the league. So, I mean, when kind of just really quickly to break down that trade, uh, I think 
I think Columbus won the trade down the road. They're getting two good players. Uh, line A, obviously, second-round pick in 2017, I think. It's kind of funny because Patrick Line and uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois were uh, the second overall pick and the third overall pick in that draft, and they're kind of swapping them right now. So it's kind of, it's kind of funny, but uh, I think I think Winnipeg's also in a pretty good spot because they get that center they need. They they needed center depth. They get a center, and they also get a selection uh, at next year's draft, a third third round pick. And we know in in the NHL, third round picks uh, tend to tend to pan out most of the time as well the upper rounds in the draft but um for the most part I, I think Columbus won that trade especially because I mean especially because they're getting like two very good players and, and I mean they play a defensive system anyways so it helps them out and well we might see a, an explosion from uh Pierre-Luc Dubois up in Winnipeg because they'll let his offense kind of kind of go a little bit more and he won't have to play a lot of system hockey so that's my take on the NHL right now. All right. Thanks. All right. So um, I don't know if anybody was watching NBA basketball last night, but um, there was a great game between the Wizards and the Rockets. A little bit. Of- I mean, I wouldn't call it a great game. It was an interesting game. I wouldn't call it a 20-point game a great game. I, I thought it was a great game. It was great until the Rockets started pulling away, but um, – no, it was, you know what, Graham, it was. It was a great game. I really enjoyed watching it. First time um, John Wall played the Wizards since they dealt him. Obviously, look, like, there were there were some questionable decisions he made um, in his time away from basketball, uh, two years away from the sport, um, kind of derails you a little bit. But the Wizards thought he was done when they traded him. That was That was made pretty clear, and I think he really had something to prove yesterday. And this season as a whole, he said that he feels completely healthy. And that's been reflected by a 17, um, sorry, 18, 5, and 4 stat line on the season, averaging over a steal per game as well. Um, so he's been playing, he's been playing great basketball. And I think, I mean, he said yesterday after the game, um, this was personal for me. And even though he loves Washington, um, he played there for 10 years. You know, I I just think – I think they made a huge mistake in dealing him, uh, especially for Russell Westbrook. Nothing good has come from that. And I think they'd be a lot better off with John Wall and Bradley Beal sticking together. Um, and they actually would have the potential to um, continue to be a playoff team as they have been. To be honest, though, um, if I was the Washington front office, I would be so tired of John Wall just sitting there not – playing it's something like two three years he was just sitting on the bench so I really don't and it's hard to say but in like retrospect it was hard to say that the John Wall trade wasn't um wasn't a good thing for them because they're getting a player like Russell Westbrook who's proven to be you know pretty good but uh, he's kind of getting bad now but I just think Washington Washington is just like I said last week they're just that franchise like a seventh or eighth seed in the playoffs doesn't get worse or better. Doesn't doesn't tank. They just think they can win. I think they just need to rebuild sometime. And I don't know if they that was a, really the right trade to make. Get Russell Westbrook, who's kind of aging, and 
I guess still putting up good numbers, but not numbers that he should be. I think it's not just- numbers. Wait, wait, not numbers that he should be. He's averaging 18 points a game, nine points out of rebounds, and 10.1 assists. Yeah, on the ball, he's balling out. Double. They have the worst. You can't use this excuse every time. You every time someone plays well, you can't use the excuse that they're on a bad team. They are to discredit them. When we were doing yeah. our time, well, I don't know if they you said Bradley um, top 20. Because he averages 35, but he's on the Wizards, so it doesn't okay. matter. That, are you considering the, are the Rockets a bad team? He almost averages a triple-double. Is the, Are the Rockets a bad team? Yes. Well, no. The Rockets or the Wizards? I mean, they didn't have a... I'll tell you how bad the Wizards are. Bradley Beal was shaking his head and praying. No, the Rockets aren't a bad team. The Rockets are going to be a playoff the Rockets. Team. I, thought we were, I thought we were talking about if the Rockets were a bad team because we were talking about John Wall. The Rockets spent almost the first 20 games of the season having to deal with playing with a teammate who didn't want to be in the city, didn't want to be on the team, yeah. and said that publicly. And even though, like, even though he didn't say that publicly until a couple of days before he was traded, still, like, you can, like, you, you can kind of get those vibes. And there were trade rumors going along all season. Um, so despite those distractions, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, they said they didn't even come to Houston to play with James Harden either. So I think they've built what they want. They have all a depot now. Christian Wood when he comes back. And in my opinion, in, in my opinion, they're a playoff caliber team. And um, if they can figure things out with all a depot, I think they're title contenders. I think anything can happen in the West. Ooh, that's a little, that's a that's a stretch. Title contenders, I don't know. I mean, John Walsh shown the, John still, Walsh shown the ability LeBron. to play great in the playoffs. He said the West Coast champions are the Sun, so take everything. Yeah, true. I think you're forgetting about Mr. LeBron James. And the Clippers. The Suns, and the Clippers, yeah. The Suns started out the season. The Suns started out the season after ten games at the top of the Western Conference. So anything can happen. It's so very early in the season. And back to the original question, I think that the Wizards made a huge mistake. I think they never should have dealt John Wall. And it it was it wasn't really like it it wasn't primarily just because he wasn't playing. It was also like like he was, he was uh, throwing up gang signs um, at a party. They had a video of that. He'd done that on the court numerous times, and they were concerned about some some off the court issues, uh, and kind of questioned his dedication to the game. And they traded him like as he was healthy this season, um, like right before, not right before, but in September um, in the season that started in December. So he was feeling good, ready for the season. I think it was a huge mistake. I think he's a great basketball player, a good veteran, and he can do a lot in the playoffs. Uh, can I make? I think it was a good. Can I make? Because. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. The Wizards are doing really well this season. Uh, no, they they they're off to they a have rough the worst start. Defense about. They have the worst defense. Yes, I know. But do you think John Wall would really make no. that big of a difference no. on the defense? Exactly. Yes, John Wall's a great defensive player. It would bring them great. Yes. Is he an elite defender? Yes. Disagree. Dude, uh, did you have you are comparable? Like, oh, oh my god, Graham. Like you actually like, He's a he's a good when defender. When did you start watching the You're watching his twenty sixteen Vine <laughs> highlights and seeing him chase down block. He's a good defender, but I wouldn't call him an elite defender. And I wouldn't say that he, he staying on the team would change the defense that much to where they would be going on huge win streaks to start the season. All right, all right. But I think – Are you talking about these 20 games or are you talking about his career? These 20 games. 
Yeah, sure. He's not an elite defender, but exactly. throughout all right. But throughout the course of his career, he he, he has been an elite defender, but and he's still I'm, getting back into the game. My is that point true? is, is that true or not? Yes, that's true. But my point is that I think it was a good move because, like Aiden said, John Wall hadn't played, and he just what he the connection between the organization and him just wasn't there. Um, so you just have to move on from players like that. And getting Russell Westbrook was, was, in my opinion, a good move. I think Russell Westbrook is still a great player. They need a deal, deal, um, move on. They should not deal They're a 30-point scorer. Why? They need to figure out their defense. Their offense is fine. They need to figure out their And if – who wants Russell Westbrook? I think that's the question. He hasn't played great. He hasn't played great with any. He's played great individual and statistic basketball, but he hasn't played great with any player since he was playing with KD in the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors. That was something special. They complimented each other really well, and nobody's seen that since. Can I make a quick point before I move on to a different subject about the NBA? Did, did you guys – I mean, I, I know you guys touched on it a little bit, but uh, did we talk – did you guys talk about the Kyrie, Harden, and how, uh, Durant on how they looked a little yeah, bit in the past couple of weeks? Not, last not week, much, so. though. So, if you want to take uh... – I, I just want to say, like, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, I mean, everyone knows that I think that, uh, like, the locker room in that situation, it, it could eventually fall apart. Yeah, here but again, the locker room. It's not – nope. I'm purely going to talk about like on court things and how they're going to work. I think it's going to be very interesting to see the shot, the shot difference between Harden and and I'm sorry. And Irving is, is pretty like, it's a pretty big amount. Irving puts up way more shots than Harden does right now in the four games they've played. And I just don't think that that should be the case. I think Harden should be taking more shots than Curry. I know Harden, they've chose Harden to kind of bring the ball up the floor and kind of dish out passes. But I think kind of the, the shot selection there, I think it could be potentially flipped. I think Harden's a better shooter than Kyrie. But I don't know. We'll see. Maybe this is just to keep Kyrie happy. So he doesn't go off the rails. But I, really, we'll I, see I don't see a problem with – I think KD 100% needs to take – the most shots. KD, yes, I agree. But Harden agree. and Kyrie, like, they're really in, interchangeable, no, no, to be honest. I don't yeah, no, I don't think so. Their score, yeah. but to say that you would be mad if Kyrie took more shots than Harden is a bad take, in my opinion. Well, that's how the that's night, how that's how an offense works. That's how an offense works. They assume their roles, and this is kind of how it plays out. Chenny, you can't you can't look at shots and just want to flip that like they're playing they're the way they play the Cavaliers twice they're playing they, this is the listen, NBA they, they ran into college they ran into Colin Sexton twice I'll just put that on. I mean it's it's true I mean they lost to the Cavs twice right. so obviously something they need to fix something I mean they barely they barely beat the Heat they need to figure things out on the defensive end it's not an issue with uh, from an offensive standpoint James Harden, no, it's not. In they, my opinion, is just happy to be in Brooklyn with, um, with a great team, a playoff team. I think he's very happy to have that situation, and he's shown the ability to get rebounds, get assists, and he's going to continue to do that and move the ball around. And if Kyrie takes more shots than Harden, I think you're the only one who cares because I know they don't. No, 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 no. Like 
Harden took 10 shots and made seven last game. Kyrie took 17 and only made five. Vegas, that's how, that's think, how basketball that's works. How, yeah. it's, yes. not like, it's not like Kyrie was uh, chalking up, like, step back threes the entire game. Like, if I'm, I'm kind of I just think, like, like at some point, like, they feel – That's how basketball like, works. You don't come into a game and, like, all right, you can't, you're like, going to take – Exactly. That's you're going to take 15 shots. No, I know, I know. But it's I think how that Kyrie works, and if you watch him play, their play style is maybe Kyrie had an off night towards Kyrie shooting more shots, and we all know how great Kyrie is. He's not going to go five for seventeen every night. If he takes seventeen shots, there's going to be nights he makes twelve. There's going to be nights he makes five. Really, really well put. I, I feel like he just needs to distribute the ball more, though. Like he always only put he only had four assists last night and Harden had nine. I feel like I just feel like they're in the Those wrong roles. roles. They're assuming. I like, feel like they're like, in the I, wrong roles. Wait, wait, wait. So Kyrie took takes more shots and has less assists, and Harden has more assists and less shots. And your point is Harden should be shooting the ball more. Why? He's saying that they would score more if He's, Harden shoots more. Jenny, you can't you can't you can't look at these little stats and like point your finger and say, Okay, okay, okay. I want Kyrie to get more assists. Harden I'm not. It's looking it, like when I watch the Brooklyn Nets, it looks like Kyrie is the second option, and I don't think that should be the case. That's all I'm saying. That's my take. Well, Kyrie's They're, actually shooting 51% on the year and Harden shooting 45%. So. Well, that's the year. That's not before I got to Brooklyn. Rockets and put up 28 instead of his like normal percentages. So like I, that really doesn't – Okay, Kyrie scores 28 with KD, he scored twenty eight game with KD and Harden, and you're saying no, 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 scored twenty. He only scored twelve last game. Really Kyrie's a prolific scorer. They just need a little bit of time to figure things out They've, on the defensive end. That's don't pin. There's nothing wrong with their yeah, offense. Right literally now. nothing. Nothing. I'm just. I I just think that they might run two. All right. I don't know. I don't even know if you were on when I brought this up, but. Um, out of the top five, like scores in isolation, there's like there's like an advanced analytics stat, um, like the most points from isolation in the past decade. Three out of the five players on the list um, are Katie, Kyrie, and James Harden. They're all prolific scorers. So if this something, what? I was just gonna say like. I've been looking. I'm looking at the box scores now, and some of these games, Kyrie Irving has more shots taken than Durant. There's like that's, that's just there's nothing. There's nothing there's wrong no with that. He's a prolific. He's a prolific scorer. You are crazy if you're set. If you're mad that Kyrie takes a lot. Of Look, Jenny. I, I I think they. If you want a Netflix party like a Nets game with me and like point to shots that Kyrie Irving shouldn't take and they're horrible shots, and then like, I will. I will. We'll do that. We'll watch a Nets game, and I will. I will tell you. To that point, you can do that. But right now, you're looking at the box score, and you're not watching how the offense actually runs yes, itself. Yes, th- that's true. But if I'm saying I'd rather have Katie, this is this theoretical. Okay. It's just, I know it's the flow of the game, blah, blah blah blah. But if each Kyrie and Katie are shooting 17 shots, like Jenny said, I'm if I had the option, I'm giving that to Kevin Durant. He's going to score more than Kyrie in the same time. So I'm time. saying, like, I just think, I just Kyrie, think that there are, yeah, there are better options to take 28 shots during the game than Kyrie Irving on that team. I agree, but it's, it's like it's kind, of, it's going to change every night. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be KD number one. KD has a point seven no. better field goal percentage than Kyrie. No one's arguing. No one's arguing that Kyrie is 
a better scorer than KD because I think KD is the greatest, like probably the greatest, definitely top three, top two scorers of all time. We're just saying that if if five nights in a row Kyrie takes twenty shots. Harden takes 10, and KD takes 15. I'm not mad at that. I think Kenny agrees, but he's just saying that it would, their offense would be more efficient if there's KD and Harden take more shots than Kyrie. Would how, how would it be points. more efficient if Kyrie played? In the second game, the second game, so I, I've given you this – I've given you the just – like I know you have to watch the game and you have to watch the offense. But at the same time, like you do – like you jack up shots. Like it's not like – like the la- the second game against Cleveland, Kyrie took twenty four shots. Granted, he he made fourteen, but Harden only took thirteen shots. If, but if what's your point though? What's your point? Harden should be taking more shots. Why? Kyrie has a better field goal percentage. Why? Why? I, He's a why? Scorer. He's a better scorer. I just feel like Harden's a better scorer. Is he? Field goal percentage says otherwise. Because he shot like what other metric are you going? What other? I mean, if you look at the Rockets and what teams Kyrie's been on, the Rock when Harden was at the Rockets, he had to be the scorer. He had he had to. It was him and I don't even know who it was. Well, the way you're making it sound right now, he has to be the scorer in Brooklyn too, which is not true at all. Harden? No, he shouldn't. Durant's the scorer in Brooklyn. Harden. So then stop complaining that Kyrie takes a couple more shots than James Harden. But the issue is that Kyrie took more shots than Durant in one of those games. Oh, one, that's one of those, such oh, a big issue. In one game uh-huh. in a 72-game season, Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving one shouldn't of the best even be scorers, starting in the NBA. One of the best scorers in the league takes more shots than another one of the best scorers in the league because they play on the same team. Did you hear oh, me, Kenny? No, 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 no. The way you're making it sound, you're making No, Aiden, Aiden, is all, Aiden, Aiden agrees with Kyrie me. Sound like Aiden sort agree. of agrees with me. He take the most oh. shots on his team. He's a superstar. He's a superstar <laughs> NBA player. Aiden, There's Aiden. There's no issue Aiden. with him taking the most amount of shots in a basketball game. Aiden, you sort of agree with me, right? Um, I don't like 100%. You think Kyrie Irving should be taking more shots than Durant and Harden? No, I think I think on any given night it should be interchangeable. Who has the most shots? I don't think it matters. And I'm just saying, if in the same position, so he doesn't really agree with you, Tyler. But I don't, agree, I don't agree with you guys either. I'm like in the middle because no, you're agreed with us right no, now. Yeah. Because All right, I'm then, saying right, if, Harden, disagree with if Harden takes 28 shots like Kyrie did on that night in 72 games, he's going to score more than Kyrie Irving. Because he's a better scorer. Not off statistics. He's not. Yeah. What, he's not also, what statistic? Are you talking field, about? Goal field goal percentage. He jacked can the Rockets you, and he didn't oh, want to be. Okay, so then can you give us a statistic? Then give us a statistic. You can't look at. You can't look up. You can't do career. Like yeah, Kyrie's look, always. Two games in. Of course. We're doing career shooting percentage. He was with LeBron. Shooting percentage this year. I still think you can't do that either. Shots Kyrie's playing less no games. What jersey you wear? Shots are shots, no matter what jersey you're wearing. Graham and I are using a real metric in the NBA. It's called field goal percentage. You guys are pointing out colors on field jerseys. goal percentage is a very simple statistic. It shows how often you make the shots that you shoot. This year, I'm not saying Kyrie's all time a greater scorer than James Harden. Some some people think James Harden may be the greatest scorer of all time. I'm just saying, this year, it's simple. Kyrie has made more shots than James Harden. More, a better percentage of shots. So there's no reason why Kyrie can't take more shots than James Harden. 
None. Thank you, Graham. I think it's time to move. Uh, I think Harden should be. I think Harden Durant should be taking more shots than Kyrie Irving on a nightly basis. You're not. You're just saying that. What's, you're not giving us a valid. Um, I just think. What? Was Kyrie fifty-one? Brooklyn Harden is five point five six effective field goal percentage. Literally, like Harden, Harden no, no, well, should not wait, be. Wait, that's effective field goal percentage. Effective field goal percentage counts in uh, the threes. Like a three pointer is worth more in effective field goal percentage. Field goal percentage. Like Harden shouldn't be shooting the ball only seven times in an entire NBA game. Four point six seven and six games played. Forty six. So forty six percent versus fifty one percent. Kyrie shoots. Harden should not be shooting the ball seven times in a game. I, there's just no, no, he has no business shooting the ball seven times. Yeah, in a game. If he's, he's way better than that. That's the role he assumes. The there's three superstars. Chenny, you have. I don't think that it should be like that. I think that. Things are going to change right, around. I think we gas it. Things are going to change. James Harden will take more than seven, seven shots seven. In, in future. He should. Games. He should. He will, Chenny, but you know it's not a huge deal. It's really not. It's how their offense flowed. So it's gonna be the eventual locker room breakdown too. Harden gets mad about the amount of shots he takes. Okay. On to the next point. About the right. amount of shots he takes when they're contending for a championship. Okay. All right, bro. Next All right. Hot and cold. <laughs> Time for hot and cold. Here, can I go quickly? Because I gotta. Uh, I, I gotta get going. So yeah, do your mortal too then. Really quickly, yeah. I'll, so hot and cold. Um, what is it? My hot's the Colorado Avalanche. My cold is the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Um, and my lock is the Avs uh, tomorrow night against. Um, shoot, tomorrow night against. Drawing a blank here. I have it on my computer too. The Avs are playing um, San Jose Sharks tomorrow night, 9 o'clock. Uh, we'll take the Avs. Minus one and a half. I think they'll win by more than two goals. Or more than one and a half goals. All right. I'll go next. Uh, college basketball. Hot teams. Um, Going to be Florida State back in the top 25. Uh, went, on, went on a little win streak here. Uh, beating Clemson, Louisville, UNC and NC State and my cold team. I think I might have had them as my cold team last week, to be honest. It's going to be Clemson again. Um, they just – I don't know what their problem is. Their, their defense just hasn't looked the same. They're, they're having some, some trouble scoring. So uh, they're out of the top 25 and they just keep losing. So Clemson's my cold team. Um, I can get it real quick. Uh, my hot team is probably going to be the Thunder. They were on a three-game losing streak, but they got a great one against the Trailblazers uh, last night, I think it was. So, And they look they look pretty good, to be honest. Um, so yeah, so they're my hot. I, I mean, after one game, we'll see. But I think I think they have potential. Their team looks, actually looks pretty good. Um, I think the cold is going to be the Heat. They just took a loss to the Nets. Obviously, that new Nets team is, is scary, but – the Heat should not be a six and ten. They're better than a six and ten team, so they're gonna be my cold. Um, all right. So for my hot team, it's it's kind of more more prediction. Um, the Warriors have gone three and two in their last five games, so nothing crazy. But I think they're gonna win their next three. Um, 
So they're going to be my hot team for the future. My cold team um, is uh, Michigan, all Michigan sports. Um, I don't know if anybody's brought this to, to the table, but they actually have had to like postpone all their games for, I think, at least a week. They're not going to be able to compete at all. And I don't think um, Michigan basketball especially, they've had a lot of momentum. They're a great team. I don't know if they're going to be able to find the same success um, right away. So that's going to slow them down a little bit. But um, love Michigan. They've won three mortals for me. So we'll see. I hope I hope they continue to be um, be as good as they have been. But I think, Graham, they were number four in the AP poll at some point, right? Right now they are. Right now they're number four. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they can maintain that um, after their little uh, – streak of not playing at all so i guess we'll go straight into mortals then sticking with the big 10 theme i've got wisconsin they're playing maryland they're favored by three and um i've got wisconsin winning this game if i if i had to pick a winner of that game i would have picked maryland graham go ahead and tell go ahead and say it betting on big 10 basketball said ask the question You've said it three times, and I've won every single time. I need you to say it one more time for me. Never bet Big Ten basketball. All right. Um, really quickly, before you before you get into it, I just want to um, point out the records. Sitting atop of this podcast, the most winningest mortal locks in the history of who you got is Well Biggs at 7-4. 7-4. Seven and four. Seven and four. Uh, Graham, what about you? What's your record? Um, I'm five and six, I believe. Oh my! Imagine being under five. Facts. I got very, I got so unlucky uh-huh. multiple times. Like my team that I picked won, but they just didn't cover multiple times. That's Quite so. That's so so unlucky. Play the whole point of a lock. That's why Graham loves his Big East basketball. So I'm gonna take one out of his book for this one. Creighton minus 1.5 over Seton Hall. They're only favored by 1.5. I haven't watched a single. Creighton game, so this is a shot in the dark. But they're like number ten on the coaches pool or whatever. I mean, Seton Hall is kind of tough too, but you know, no, I I just don't understand why the spread is so low. So that's a good pick, in my opinion. All right, Creighton. And what's your record? And what's your record? Dude? <coughs> oh, I'm six and five. I lost the Packers bet last week. Um, oh, sorry. Very unfortunate. Sorry, but yeah. I bet against Brady. They told me not to, but I did it. Um, I don't regret it though. It's it's all right. So six and five, about to be seven and five with this Creighton minus one point five. You know, uh, Creighton actually did take an L this weekend to Providence. Cool. And Aiden told me to to never bet for your home team for your favorite team, but I'm gonna do it here. I got Providence over Marquette minus one and a half spread. Oh, <laughs> Give me the Friars. Oh. All right, um, right before we conclude today's episode, um, I think it's safe to assume Chenny still has a losing mortal record. So we'll leave you with that. We'll leave you with that thought as we finish today's episode. Thank you.